2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
3: Uh, here we go. Hour number two, Chad Harper. Dave Harrigan. Give us a follow on Twitter right now. Let's go. What are you waiting for? Maybe a million dollars comes your way if you follow us on Twitter right now at Dave underscore Harrigan at Chad Hartman. Show. The only way you find out if you get a million dollars if you follow us. Might be a chance. Uh, Laura Yoon has this column, Star Tribune Online, and I was very intrigued by it. Let me give you a, a part of what Laura offered up. Available again, startribune.com. The final injustice to strike Seth Snyder would not be the sudden and devastating loss of his wife, but the realization that the steps the couple took to ensure financial security in the case of such a tragedy would be all for naught. She points out that she wrote about this heartbreaking story where Radhika. A 39-year-old family physician died by suicide after apparently suffering a postpartum psychosis following the birth of her second child. Snyder was left to manage, raising a newborn and an 8-year-old daughter on his own. Laura writes about GoFundMe and a lot of people helping out. But then you get to Radhika's life insurance policy. Many policies have an exclusion period that exempts insurance companies from paying death benefits to survivors if the policyholder takes their own life within the first two years of coverage, the so-called suicide clause. It's meant to protect firms from fraud and financial risk. But as Laura writes, it's a cruel blow to already traumatized families and subscribes to the outdated notion of mental illness. She writes about research showing that many people who attempted suicide did it decided upon it hastily rather than methodically planning it. Sue Abnerholden, who's been on this station many times, who is the direct executive director of N A M I Minnesota. It's beyond me to think someone's going to decide they're going to kill themselves, take out a life insurance policy, and wait two years to take their own life. It doesn't make sense. Her group is pushing to change state law that it would reduce the exclusion period from two years to one, in line with how it works, by the way, in North Dakota, Colorado, and Missouri. The bill is a compromise. They initially wanted the exclusion period to be reduced to three months. But as it now stands, the bill has the support of the Minnesota insurance lobby. A unanimous and bipartisan vote in House Committee last week bodes well. So a little more on this story. And then I definitely want your feedback at 651 because this can be a very personal story. And if you're willing to share some of the most personal parts of your life, if somehow you were touched by something like this, I would greatly appreciate it. You can always reach out to us at 651-461-9226. So the couple first took out a policy in 2012 when they were expecting their first child. In 2019, they updated the benefit amount. She died two weeks before the two-year period expired. The husband said he was offered only the return of the premiums paid in the last two years, even though the couple were policyholders with State Farm for nine years. He and his wife, and others like her, did not buy life insurance with the intent of defrauding a wealthy financial service firm. Snyder told legislators last week, people who die by suicide are victims of severe and legitimate illness, and their surviving family members do not deserve the additional cruelty of financial instability when their lives have been shattered. State Farm, by the way, declined to comment about this case case or its practices in general. Dave, I know there are the very, very rare cases. It's a scam. And it's a perverted, odd scam. Let's be honest. When you're talking about death and taking someone's life. And in almost all those cases, significant mental health is a part of what is going on here. So do you have people who potentially are criminal running from the law? They don't want to face the repercussions. They're going to take their life, but they want their family to benefit. Or, or other extraordinarily rare, atypical situation, sure. But the overwhelming number, it's got to be 95, 96, 97, 98%. Maybe not. You could convince me 99 our families who paid for insurance, made all their payments, had no idea suicide was going to be a part of it. And if they fall into that two-year period or whatever it might be for certain other companies, they don't get the money. It... If, if if somebody tells me it's 3 months okay 3 months to per, uh, to protect the very rare case when it is a financial ploy under a scenario i laid out or some other scenario you can lay out but with the greater realization that we have about mental health was still a long way to go. We are honestly going to say for businesses, insurance, and these unspeakable tragedies for some that they're not going to get life insurance. That if someone dies unexpectedly, an illness, of illnesses that come, living longer, that you're okay, and good. By the way, it's good that that you have this as an option. Not required. You might decide you're going to invest money elsewhere, and the trade-off's not worth it. That's your call. But this horrifying event happens. A couple, postpartum, we know how cruel postpartum can be. Another part of life we don't talk about enough, by the way. And because she wasn't who she was before until this psychosis from postpartum took over. This man and these two children should not receive the proper amount. Absolutely not for me. I want to hear what Dave has to say. And I want to hear what you have to say about this. And if you have... An experience to share. This is a show where we love transparency, whether it's us, whether it's you. It is greatly appreciated. But even if you, this didn't touch you directly, what are your thoughts on it? Maybe you want to defend the businesses, not just State Farm, but others who look at this. Love to get your feedback. Cities One, talk and text line. 651 461 four46 one nine. 226. That's how you can track us down. I'll remind you that our friend Jamie Yukas is going to join us at
0: the bottom of the hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: All right, Dave Harrigan, we're talking about the Laura Yoon column. I think a very good topic. Available to StarTribune.com on... Basically, suicide, insurance, where is the exclusion period, what do they pay? Very difficult example about a family having their second child and a very successful individual dealing with postpartum psychosis and what the insurance did and did not pay. A lot of texts coming in. We have uh, Jeff on hold who has worked in the insurance business for a long time, before we get to Jeff and get to the text, what do you want to say on this, sir? Because I, as I made the point last hour, in my view, I'll be very curious what Jeff has to say. I think it's an incredibly small percentage who are trying to use this as some financial scam. And the overwhelming number, when it involves suicide, it's mental health. It's excruciating circumstances, and so if you want to tell me there's a three-month window where somebody dies during that period, no, but after that, you should get the money, in my view.
4: Well, you're not going to get me to say, won't somebody think of the insurance companies on this topic? I, yeah. I can't imagine being in the position, having lost your spouse with family, your kids, and than not being able to collect on at least the financial benefits to keep you stable financially as a family, as you're, as you're going through an unspeakable tragedy. I that's it. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I agree with you. It's probably a very slim margin that would use something like this as a, as a way to scam the insurance companies. Boy, that's, I don't know. I, I, I can see why insurance companies for a long time, This would be the policy. This would be, you know, what they're worried about. But I think we've come far enough in 2023 that, you know, as one of the quotes you pointed out, no one's how how many people out there are going to change their policy or get a new policy, knowing that suicide is on their mind, but they have to wait two years to do it. So, well, well, let's 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 just hold off on the two years till I commit suicide. No, that's that's ridiculous.
3: Jeff, thank you very much for calling in. You're on WCCO
5: thanks chad good talking with you i've been in the uh, i'm retired now i retired eight years ago but about 40 years in the uh, insurance industry mostly with life insurance and my father committed suicide about 40 years ago with no life insurance even though i was in the industry um and i did want to say that there are some companies and the first company i worked for only had a one-year suicide exclusion so those are available out there. And in my 40 years, I had uh, a number of death claims where I delivered checks to families, um, and there was only one that happened on a suicide. It was not a policy that I wrote, but it was a policy I inherited, and the person committed suicide a year and three days after the inception of the policy. So obviously that was a planned um experience for for that individual and the biggest thing with denying of death claims is the incontestability clause which if there's any fraudulent information on an application the company has two years to go back and then contest the death claim but a two-year suicide exclusion i don't think that's necessary i think three months is probably fine like i said Forty years representing many different companies. Um, It doesn't happen very often.
3: I would think, and stay with me for one more question, Jeff, that we're headed that way. I'm even surprised that the compromise in the state is going to be a year. Three months should be the way to go, right? One year is a long time.
5: It is a long time, and I think three months is takes care of, well, I would think it would be 99% of the problem. It just doesn't yes. happen. I did have an unusual case with a woman, a, a single parent with a young child. Uh, I had sold her some term insurance, and it was about a year out, maybe a year and a half. She called me up, and she said she had to cancel the policy because if she kept it, then she would commit suicide so that the money would go to her daughter, but she wouldn't have her mother. So a a total 180-degree turn from the normal problem with this thing. And uh, we discussed it at length. She did cancel the policy, and she's doing fine today as far as I know.
3: Thanks for calling in, Jeff. I appreciate it. Let's get to some of the text here on this topic. Don't forget uh, Ucas in about six, seven minutes. Hey, Chad, you know the seven pages of fine print on your policy? You have to read them. They're there for a reason, and they're there to protect the insurance company, not the policyholder. Let's be honest, Dave, on <laughs> so many things that we end up signing. Uh, how often do we go through the fine print?
4: Zero percent of the time.
3: Yeah, Honestly. I think uh, maybe it's a speck higher that, than that, but it's barely higher than that um, among the text here. Depression is a physical disease. It's a chemical imbalance. Depression can be hereditary. People can't control any more than cancer or other illnesses. The insurance companies need to wake up. My son has severe depression. The last couple weeks have been horrible for him. I feel helpless and I'm scared. It takes a long time to find the correct medicine and then the correct dose. The insurance companies, the regular people need to get a clue. Donna Donna, you raise so many good points and Dave, it's I mean we are significantly better than we were with public conversations, insurance. Funding for mental health. But compared to other illnesses, we still have too many people who treat this unlike other illnesses. And that's grotesquely cruel, in my opinion. It's one of those invisible illnesses, right?
4: You know, it's it's not cancer. You, you can't see somebody losing their hair or... You know, all the other physical side effects. Yeah, there can be some certainly with depression, but in a lot of ways, it's, you know, you can walk down the street and not know that somebody is having an awful day with depression issues.
3: Among the texts, Chad, the two year clause makes sense. There are many who would take advantage, costs would skyrocket. Ask an actuary. I 1000% disagree. Many are going to take advantage. Well, first of all, for a lot of policies, it's been that way forever. So this is more realistic. The idea that we're going to have a change in suicides if we lower these numbers, I don't believe at all. For those folks who are dealing with mental health, this is going to be the tipping point. I think, again, that is an incredibly small amount of people. Our friend Yukis Jamie Yukis is moments away on CCL.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: I like when you pick up the bar tab. I prefer it that way. In fact, our friend Jamie is with us. Uh, Jamie is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. I hear you're coming to town. I'm willing to have a cocktail. Let's go. Where's the bar tab at?
6: I I have no time. I literally fly in, do an interview, and fly out. I'm like, I I barely am going to be able to see my nephew, I think.
3: Wait. You're saying the option is let me let me try and understand this. I'm gonna to have to sit down. You have the option of a doing your job, b seeing your nephew, or three having a bottle of wine with me, or a C and I'm last. I mean, really? Do you want to consider that? Well, again? I don't think you're la- I don't think you're last
6: in that equation, but it's uh, just how it's going to have to be.
3: Yes, yeah. I mean, in the old days. I could say, I'll meet you at the airport, and we'll go get a drink there. But, no, you need, a, you need I a ticket. You need to get a ticket. Our airport, again, ranked as the best airport. We're so excited about this. Harrigan, you, in fact, Dave, why don't you chime in on this one? Because you do. We love every story that points out what a great airport we have. I mean, <laughs> we get way too aroused about this. It's um,
6: Was it number one? Yes. It it's, was?
4: Number one among the, um, you know, there's different levels, how many passengers come through. Yeah, yeah, second year in a row, uh, Um, we're at number one. But uh, among man-made structures in Minnesota, the airport, I think, is the one (laughs) we're most proud of, ahead of Mayo Clinic, ahead of anything else.
2: Uh, I don't
6: agree.
3: Oh, you don't agree?
6: I agree. I travel, I travel all the time, and I got to be honest with you, I, as an as a avid, tra- someone who has to travel all the time, that Delta Club, always full, uh, can't ever get in, like totally bananas at all times. Uh, the security lines can be really finicky. Um, I've gotten stuck there. I always, 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 only the Minneapolis airport, the only airport in the country, Stops me for my jewelry bag every time I go through security. Every single time. All right, let's. I don't think. I've <clears throat> let's ever put once this. Made it let's, through security.
3: Let's put this headline out there, Dave. Former Minnesotan, now <laughs> California resident, says the Delta Club isn't good enough for her. And she's mad that she has to go through security. Is that about what you heard, Dave?
4: That's exactly That's what, I what I heard. Yes, she's no, above no, no. the rest. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay. I, I'm saying is somebody. I've got seven hundred thousand sky miles that I Wrapped accumulated during the pandemic. I they there is no loyalty from the airline anymore. I'm just going to put that uh. out there. I I have been very open about this part of me wanting to just like hunger down in LA traveling is terrible I don't care what airport you go through anymore it's awful so like the fact that Minneapolis is number one congratulations you're the least terrible of the terrible in my opinion
3: because it's just, <laughs> put that it's, out there I destroying I, the Minneapolis St. Paul airport used to call <laughs> Maple Grove for home and now says LA or like, die I like
1: that's what she airport. says
6: I don't. No, no, no. LAX is way worse. LAX is way worse. But I'm just saying, there's no traveling is not fun anymore. No, it's not. Have we had enough of all the airline videos like lately of smoke-filled cabins and passengers acting erratically and you know? And I just got to be honest. I've been talking to a bunch of frequent flyers. Those of us who kept the airlines running during the pandemic get zero loyalty zero now that everyone's back traveling if you're a business class passenger or whatever you're buying tickets because you want to be in first class you don't want to deal with germs and other people whatever there is no reward anymore and and those of us who had to fly through the whole pandemic it's just it's like oh my gosh i would i i yeah i have no desire to go anywhere ever again
3: okay so are you saying that when we go to the airport, whatever airport it might be, that you should get greater access through security, and it should partially judge, not completely, but partially judged by the amount of miles that you travel.
6: No, I'm saying, so when it comes to security, by the way, I pay for clear every year. Yep. I pay for okay. that to try to make my too. life easier, especially when I'm traveling for work. So... I, what I'm saying is if I go through security at Minneapolis St Paul for whatever reason they pull my jewelry bag every single time I go through there no other airport in the country does that and',
3: well, and waste 500 pounds I mean we know how many the jewels you travel with I mean come on
6: yes right 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 I'm just saying there's like every airport has its quirks it's, it's not fun to travel anymore. I think there used to be a time and place where if you were a business traveler and you got a ton of sky miles or whatever airline you know loyalty you have, you got little perks. Like even if you were in the main cabin, like they may come and say, Hey, thanks so much for being part of the Delta family. Whatever, here's a drink coupon, or you know, join us for this, or whatever. Like here's twenty percent off if you want to purchase. Mm-hmm you know, an in-flight, whatever. You don't get any of that anymore. You know, the other thing that used to happen is, like, you purchase maybe a Delta Comfort ticket, and if there were upgrades to first class, you got them. That doesn't happen anymore. You know, like, I, you've got the credit card to the Sky Club. I mean, I'm talking about business travelers now. Like, I have a Delta Amex because I travel Delta all the time, and, I, and 80% of my life used to be spent in airports. So I know it sounds la ti da to be in the Delta yes, it does. Club, but when that's where I'm eating, by my lunches and my dinners, have you know eighty percent of the time before I took this new gig, where I'm getting like a bowl of soup and some crackers, thank you very much, to now be like locked out of the Delta Club and have to go, you know, when I spend when my company spends thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars on flights every year and i've got the amex and you're telling me now that i either have to wait to get into the club because they're over capacity because everyone now has a credit card i just think airlines have totally mismanaged the whole experience that's all
3: can i that's i'm all. getting uh, uh, a text from a delta representative uh the text says <laughs> can we also add that uh, miss yukas has told us we are not allowed to look her in the eye when she flies on Delta planes, <laughs> is that true or false? No.
6: And here's no, this is the disconnect too. The employees of Delta are ama- they're fantastic. I have had so many <laughs> conversations with flight attendants and gate agents. Not a certain flight attendant. I, I don't. It's not. It's not their fault. It's the company's policies. It's not the employees. I love the employees, and honestly, the Delta Club. Does have they have some of the nicest people working in there that try to figure out and fix things? Once you're able to get in, but the new policies are, you know, they're managing how many people can be in because everyone is now allowed in with their credit card and that everyone got apparently when they decided to start booking their trip. The other thing, Chad, it used to be I could get a ticket to come home for two or three hundred bucks. I can't come to Minneapolis anymore from LA for under like eight hundred dollars.
3: Do you think right now, uh, Dave? Uh, Jamie's. Um, do you think Jamie would have said this when she was hosting the morning show with Jason years ago? When this came up on yeah. the on the prompter, you'd have said, "What a great story about MSP Airport! It's such a great airport." Story would have been about <laughs> inclusivity for the Delta Club.
4: Yes, now, it's not just for the elites anymore. They're you know opening yes. up to anyone yes. who's. Who's
3: available sure. and how great so, that is. So uh, let, let's make this clear to the Delta Club. Next 48 hours, <laughs> no one else is allowed in the Delta Club at MSB That's Airport. Are we clear about MSB? that? No one else.
6: Oh, my goodness. I, You know what? I guarantee you, if you zero a- any business traveler, any business traveler the last three years would be on board. And it doesn't matter if it's Delta, American, United. I've heard the same thing from people. Yeah, especially being here in L.A., we get people traveling in here from all over the country. And I have sat down in restaurants, coffee shops, bars. I've talked to people who have traveled in. They Everyone says the same thing. It's like, we, it, and it goes back to the overall economy, right? Like, I, it, the economy is so messed up right now. I mean, this weekend, uh, Doug and I took his son to Legoland. We go into a, a name brand property, a Hilton, um, and there's nobody to work the property. And and that's what I'm saying. It's not these employees' problems. And I watch how these employees get treated. But companies can't hire enough people. They've they're trying to win back, you know, people that didn't travel during the pandemic, but. It's like there was one guy, one guy working breakfast for about 50 people the other day, making the coffees, taking the orders. And, you know, you watch people get super angry about, you know, not not getting their breakfast in 10 minutes. And it's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what these places are supposed to do. The economy is just a, a, if you have to travel anywhere, it's just not very fun.
3: Well, let, let's 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 expand on that. Jamie Yukis is with us here. How many businesses in America right now are desperate for employees, are desperate for good employees, so they want those folks, they're willing to pay them more, they can't get them. To be truthful, they keep some employees who aren't very good because they can't get others, and then those of us who use those businesses are suffering.
6: Yeah, and, and I have to say... You know, here in L.A., I don't know what it's like in Minneapolis right now because I haven't gone out, out to eat Minneapolis in a really long time. But
3: I'm um, in the Delta Club right there, now doing the show. So,
6: <laughs> Well, our restaurants, though, here are either closed Sunday, Monday, or Monday, Tuesday because yeah, they don't have Monday enough staff to keep open the whole week.
3: Let me get to one other serious story here. Um, okay. Obviously, California uh, in proximity to Mexico – And traveling to Mexico, it's an enormous story. And now we have the story that came out yesterday where initially four were kidnapped. Now two are dead. Two are found. Uh, You're going to see over the next 48 hours, I saw one today, safety Americans traveling to Mexico. Because this is so much a part of the California experience, whether it's you or friends reporting on it on your morning show. What's the temperature out there about traveling to Mexico?
6: Um, I'm, I'll be completely honest with you. We were thinking about potentially going to Mexico, you know, on spring break. Um, and the, when the travel advisory went out a few weeks ago of they're not advising Americans to travel to Mexico, we actually had um, uh, a prosecutor out here who was killed while on vacation with his fiancé. The the death is suspicious at this point in time. Um, You know, the Mexican authorities said he died of, you know, he fell off a balcony, but the family has been claiming that, you know, they believe there was something more to it. I I wouldn't go right now, and I love traveling to Mexico, but I I do think this is something that, you know, um, people are going to have to think twice, and depending on where they're going. I mean, we talked about it on our show this morning, you know, this is a pretty, this is an area where it's very routine for people to cross the border, to even have lunch, you know, with yes. people um, and come back across the border. It's not like, it's not like this is like in some deep, you know, like the, the mountains or jungles of Mexico. I mean, this is like you cross the border from Texas and and you can have lunch and come back in the same day. Um you know and people go for these types of medical procedures all the time to mexico so
5: mm-hmm.
6: if it were me after seeing this story and knowing that there's a travel advisory that the u.s has put in place i would probably think twice about about um traveling to mexico right now
3: enjoy the conversation i'll call delta club i'll try to get some things set up for the next 24 <laughs> hours
6: I just, I, I just, I want to talk to Ed Bastion. I just, if you can get the
3: CEO on the phone, I have a lot of ideas oh, oh on yeah. how to make things better. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll text you his number in a matter of moments. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, our friend okay, Jamie Yucas on travel, but then on the last point, so four people, yeah, going for a tummy tuck, and then this, this murder happens. Two people killed, two others released, kidnapping. Now, for some, you're going to say isolated. There are crimes in Minneapolis. Look at the Antifa nonsense in Atlanta the other day. Look at every day. Look at the last hour somewhere in America. And you're going to say, well, that happens all across the globe. I'm not going. Others are going to say, are you kidding me? There are other places I can go. This travel advisory has concerned me. I'll say for me, the the prominent popular places would I go now? I'm a yes. I would. Some of the other places that 10, 20 years ago, or even when I was in Arizona, when I would go, when I would venture into Mexico, no, I'm, I'm not as confident and no chance I would take Quentin or the boys. Would you go to all parts of Mexico right now? Would you be more selective? Or are you out? You just wouldn't go. Let me know through a text. You can elaborate a little bit too. 651 461. 9226. On the Mexico topic, in light of the tragedy, my friends who winter in Texas routinely go to Mexico for dental and uh, pharmacy issues. The cost is half or less. The drug cartels are real. A series of texts coming in. Mike from Egan here, my family four, my father-in-law, are taking a cruise out of LA to Cabo San Lucas. End of the month, I'm not concerned. Um, Going again. My best friend is from Mexico, and if you knew more of what's going on, we definitely would not go there. Another text. Uh, Chad, great show. I just returned from two weeks in Cabo. Went all throughout the area, including downtown. Always felt safe, but kept my awareness out. Would go back again. More text at 651-461-9226. Would not go back to Mexico at all. Why chance? Another text. More Americans die from gunshots in Minneapolis than Mexico. Harrigan, I'm again main areas popular areas. Yes, the other areas. I'm showing more hesitation now than I previously would. Where are you?
4: I'm mostly a go to Mexico and stay on the resort kind of guy. So yeah, if I'm going to Cancun, I think I'm I'll be fine.
3: Tim Miller is going to join us. Longtime Republican, does not like the MAGA side of uh, his party. He's very good. You can read his work with the Bulwark. See him on uh, Showtime. Tim's with us in
0: a matter of moments here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.